0: It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to our post-draft edition of the 2020 NFL Draft. And uh, we're recording on a Thursday night here. And uh, Tom, we're going to do a little recap tonight of the NFL Draft and talk about what happened.
1: Yeah, we're going to go through division by division, and uh, we each took division, split them up a little bit, and going to give our grades for each team um, a little insight into how we see some of these players working out in their uh, newfound homes, so uh, we can definitely get to that, and I'm going to start here with the NFC East.
0: NFC East, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys? Sure. All right, let's talk Dallas Cowboys, Tom. So, um, a
1: little bit about how I went about this. I, you got to take value into a big consideration. I think the that's a big determination. So you have value, you have need, and how do they fill that need? Um, is how I went about grading each pick. Uh, so for the Cowboys, uh, number first round they went with CD Lamb. In the second round, they were able to get Trevon Diggs, cornerback of Alabama. Third round, Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle, Oklahoma. Fourth round, Reggie Robinson, corner of, from Tulsa. Tyler Beatus in the fourth round as well, uh, interior O-line from Wisconsin. And Bradley Anai, uh, edge rusher from Utah in the fifth. And then Ben DiNucci, quarterback from James Madison in the seventh. Um, so overall, I think they address a couple of really good needs. I think C.D. Lamb, um, his versatility is what makes this a good pick still for the, for the Cowboys. They already have Cooper and Gallup, so they're kind of set. But CeeDee Lamb can play in the slot. Um, so his ability to play in the slot, uh, being one of those top flight wide receivers, I think most people had him one or two in their draft boards, get him at 17 where they got him, and then getting uh, Trevon Diggs, who has a chance to start right away for them. Um, so overall, I give them a B plus. Um We also decided we're going to do our favorite pick from each team and our least favorite. I think my favorite pick was Neville Gallimore. Um, I think with right now, they're set at an the interior. They have Jerry McCoy and then Don Terry Poe, but both of them are getting up there in age. So Gallimore should give, you know, can learn from them, rotate in, contribute, uh, but then eventually uh, assume one of those positions and, and have be a, a young, cheaper option for them at that spot. And then I would just say Ben DiNucci. Um, I didn't think he was going to be drafted. Uh, it is a spot where they could use help. Cooper Rush and Clayton Thorish are their, their backup quarterbacks right now little scary if uh hurt.
0: yeah you don't want to see Dak go down if you're a Cowboys fan based on who they have behind him right now I'm Uh, gonna I'm gonna paging Cam Newton yeah I'm gonna go ahead and uh and jump on here with the conversation about uh Neville Gallimore um I just watched recently the um replay of the Oklahoma LSU game now that game wasn't much fun for Oklahoma and you're just kind of looking for spots But Neville Gallimore kept showing up and he was uh, getting penetration and being involved in the play against some really good offensive linemen there and Cushionberry and Damian Lewis. um, I think, and you know, I think that he's a a really nice pick there in the third round. And I think he'll be an immediate contributor in a rotation for them. Um, CD lamb falling to them at 17 was just crazy to me. Um, And, and, you know, Jerry Jones just couldn't pass him up at that point. Um, let's move on to the next team on the list, Tom. You got Philadelphia or the yeah. Giants?
1: Philadelphia. Um, All right. So Philadelphia early went with Jalen Rager, wide receiver, TCU. Um, Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, was a very interesting pick in the second round. Um, Devon Taylor, outside linebacker from Colorado in the third. Gavon Wallace at, at safety at Clemson. And Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle from Auburn in the fourth. At the fifth, John Hightower, wide receiver, Boise State. Sean Bradley, linebacker at Temple. Quez Watkins, wide receiver, Southern Miss. And Prince Tega Wanago, offensive tackle of Auburn. And then Casey Tuhill, outside linebacker, Stanford in the seventh. Um, So a lot of picks. They had a lot of holes to fill. Uh, I think they did good early. I think Rager is a good wide receiver for them. Um, Maybe a little earlier than I would have picked him, but he helps right away. He's got speed, a little bit in the Deshaun Jackson mold. Um, And I think Jalen Hurts... Um, he helps the, the quarterback room right away. Um, Wentz is a guy who goes down. Um, so having him uh, should help a lot in case uh, Wentz does get hurt. But I think that as a contending team, you know, this team did make the playoffs again last year. They they probably could have used that pick a little wiser. Um, so I gave them a C-plus overall. I think that they missed out in um, filling a few needs. Jalen Hurts doesn't really fill an immediate need for me. Uh, Devion Taylor – Um, He's fast, but he's really small for a linebacker in the NFL. Uh, And I would say most people had him going much later than a third-round pick. Uh, I did like my two – I actually have two favorites. Uh, Picks for them is Jack Driscoll and uh, Prince Teguanago. I think both of them are going to be able to come in and help that old line um, in the future, which is when they're going to need that help.
0: Ooh, Auburn, guys, I'm wearing you down. (laughs)
1: yeah i mean they got both of them at good values i think driscoll has a little bit more of a immediate impact because he can slide into guard if need be and um driscoll's much
0: more steady yeah driscoll's much more steady you know he's he probably is gonna have to work on his anchor a little bit he wasn't the most powerful guy in college um prince is a guy that could be has the higher upside for sure. Bigger ceiling, um, maybe not quite as yeah, ready. Yeah,
1: longer down the road. So, you know, he, he could definitely develop into a starting left tackle with all his skill. He just hasn't played football for that long. Um, so he has the ability to, to develop into that, and I think Driscoll can help you right away. He can fill in at right tackle if need be. He can play either guard positions, it seems. So I, I think he's a he's a solid pick for them.
0: Who was your favorite pick? Uh, those two. Yeah, and your yeah. least favorite?
1: Uh, Devion Taylor. I, I just think it was a reach for picking him in the third round. Um, they definitely have needs Um, you know it 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 was odd to see Hurts and Taylor and then Kevon Wallace even Um, he's a really good safety out of Clemson fourth round's fine but they already have multiple good safeties I mean he's he's coming in to compete for a backup job you know right in a team that should be trying to compete for for playoffs and uh, it just seemed they're all over the place. I thought,
0: and, you know, their wide receiver draft was really interesting. Um, they, one thing I'll say is they better have gotten it right by taking Rager over Justin Jefferson, because those Philly fans will be relentless. Uh, we were on a Zoom call with a buddy of ours who's a Philly fan during mm-hmm. the draft, and you know it was it was set in stone that Justin Jefferson was going to be an Eagle. Once we saw that point in the draft and Jefferson still on the board. And when they called Rager's name, it was, I I just got dead silence on him. He was so stunned that he didn't say anything. Yeah. And, uh, then, you know, they end up going with, uh, you know Jalen Hurts in the second round, but the part of their receiver draft I do like is they got a ton of speed at the bottom. John Hightower and Ques Watkins can both flat out fly. Ques Watkins is maybe the fastest guy in the draft, um, but I think he had some injury issues. But he was running in the in the mid, you know, four twos, high four twos. Um, so he's a flat burner. And, um, yeah, he ran a
1: 4.35 at, at the combine.
0: Right, and I think he was coming off injury concerns. So, um, my understanding is Quez Watkins may have been the fastest guy that was in this draft class. He may just not have timed that at the combine. I don't know
1: if he's faster than Ruggs.
0: I know. Or he's I, fast. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to get a speed guy like that late um, that was an impact player in college, I, I liked that selection there.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was odd how all their wide receivers, all three that they drafted, have similar builds, similar skill sets. It seems really odd. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, you're looking for fast guys who can just run all over the place. Well, you got them now. So. It's.
0: I mean, maybe that's a Doug Peterson sure. thing. That could be what he likes, you know. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question Doug Peterson. I did enough of that leading up to the year that he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he proved me wrong at a lot of turns. So um, Peterson is kind of, you know, I think steering that ship with personnel and Howie Roseman. Especially on offense. Yeah. So I think that, you know, he wants his certain type of guys, and those are the guys that he identified as receivers that that seemed right for him. So, yeah, yeah, let's let's move on now. Uh, G-Men? G-Men. All right. All right. So first round they take
1: Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. Uh, Second round, Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. Third round, Matt Parrott tackle out of Connecticut fourth Darnay Holmes corner from UCLA fifth Shane Lemieux interior lineman from Oregon sixth they take Cam Brown linebacker of Penn State and with four seventh round picks they take Carter Coughlin edge out of Minnesota TJ Brunson linebacker out of South Carolina Chris Williamson corner out of Minnesota and then Tay Crowder linebacker out of Georgia Um, so my first thoughts on this was overall a really solid draft especially top at the top here I love Andrew Thomas. I think he's going to be good for them. Um, I think he's going to start right away at right tackle. I think Xavier McKinney falling to the second round is insane. Um, And I think if he starts next to Pepper's, you had a pretty good safety tandem there. And you
0: liked Matt Pert, too, pre-draft.
1: Yep, Matt Pert. Um, and I think it's smart of them to double down at tackle because they had some real problems on the offensive line last year. So doubling down there when uh, someone like Matt Pert, who was probably – He has uh,
0: experience at guard, too, right? So he kicked out a to tackle, bit, yes. yeah. So I think that, you know, that's a nice, flexible player that they added there in the third round to pick 99.
1: Yeah, uh, Darnay Holmes is a little bit of a question mark at corner from UCLA. Uh, Super athlete, tests out of the building, uh, but, you know, he takes some plays off, you know, doesn't chase plays on the other side of the field very well. A lot of people brought that up in the process. Tackling's an issue. You know, maybe some of that compete element is missing from him. Um, And Shane Lemieux, a lot of people had him a lot higher than the fifth-round pick.
0: Uh, Yours truly included.
1: Yep. And then Carter Coughlin is a super athletic guy out of Minnesota. He has a huge high upside. And in the seventh round was a crazy steal. I thought he would go much earlier than that. Um, You know, somebody who very productive at Minnesota. Yeah, we
0: talked a little bit about Carter Coughlin offline um, and how um, Carter Coughlin's productive and he's he's got a never quit attitude. And um, the problem is, is he going to get stuck on blocks sure. at the next level? Um, but he could be he could be a fun situational pass rusher, you know, if they put a speed package out there or something, and, you know, he could be a really nice piece of that pass rush.
1: and I think in the seventh round, you, there's zero risk. Right. You know, if he turns into be a guy who can rush the passer, you just made out like crazy because you don't get them this late usually. Um, so a good pick for them at that point. Overall, I gave him a B plus. I think, again, the top three or four picks in this draft are really solid. Um, and then at the end they made a couple issues. You know, a lot of linebackers. They drafted three linebackers. I'm not sure linebacker was even in need. Cam Brown, their first one, um, he's a little bit of a tweener. He's 6'5", but only weighs 235 pounds, so he may be used in some hybrid roles, but after that, uh, some linebackers that seemed like only two down linebackers they selected. Uh, My favorite pick, uh, this one was tough. I was going back and forth between Carter, um, and the one I actually went with was Xavier McKinney i just think his value at 36 is crazy um he's gonna be a starting safety in this league for years and then i would say the two linebackers in the seventh brunson and crowder if you take one of the two i can probably live with it but you take you double up on two guys that cannot you know play in coverage um you know they obviously are looking for something that can stop yeah. the run so yeah they double down on them
0: on to the washington redskins um they had a, an early pick, and I think it's, uh, you know, that pick you can't miss on. Um, so, it, you know, yeah, I, I think it was a, the rest of the draft is where, you know, you really get down to the, the nuts and bolts of what they accomplished here. So what are your thoughts on on how they did?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they did all right. I mean, they get Chase Young at the number two overall spot, and then they don't have a second-round pick. and the third round, they come back and get Antonio Gibson. Um, Antonio Gibson plays a little running back plays a little bit wide receiver in the slot out of Memphis. Um, Sadiq Charles in the fourth round, the O-tackle out of LSU. We talked a little bit about him. Um, First-round talent, a lot of question marks, injuries, off-the-field issues. I mean, getting suspended for six games without explanation is is pretty insane. Um, Then you have also in the fourth round Antonio Gandy-Golden, who is just a very good wide-receiving prospect out of Liberty. Uh, Keith Ismail, center out of San Diego State. Kaliki Hudson, linebacker out of Michigan, were their fifth-round picks. Then they take the sixth round off, come back in the seventh and get depth at safety and edge with Cameron Curl at safety from Arkansas and James Smith-Williams out of edge at NC State. Um, Again, the first four or five picks, very good. B-plus for me. Um, I think Chase Young is a no-brainer. He should be an elite all-pro. I think Gibson is a a a little bit of an odd pick for me. They do have a couple running backs, but you have Peterson, who's elderly, (laughs) and you have um, Darius Geis, who can't seem to stay on the field. So you could use a running back, but Gibson's more of a a slash-type gadget player. Um, so we'll see how that
0: works out there it's early to take that kind of player but I think right. that you know they must see more in him than, than just that and they, sure. m- they must see that they're going to be able to get more use out of him maybe as a slot receiver when he's not in the backfield so I think that you know he, they're expecting a lot from him
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see how they use him I think that that'll that could change this grade either higher or lower depending on how he pans out and same with Sadiq Charles I think that was a solid pick a lot of upside if he can you know keep his nose clean while he's there
0: yeah, no doubt.
1: My uh, favorite pick for them was Gandy Golden, though. This wide receiver depth chart is not very good. Um, so I think getting a wide receiver who can come in and compete maybe for that second wide receiver role right away was a good good move. And then the one I didn't like the most was Keith Ismail. Um, was, he, center was not a real need. The interior of this offensive line is actually probably one of the strengths of the Redskins. Um, and it wasn't a good value either. A lot of people had him listed as an undrafted free agent yeah. Uh, prospect and they got him in the fifth round. So,
0: right. Yeah. So um, we're going to move out West now, right? To the NFC West. Um, and I'll take the wheel here on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, I got to say right out of the gates, this is one of my favorite drafts out of anyone here. Uh, they drafted my number one ranked player on my big board and my number seven ranked player on my big board in the first and third round, respectively. Um, started with Isaiah Simmons, uh, do-everything linebacker from Clemson. Josh Jones in round three. Lecky Fotu in round four. Richard Lawrence also in round four. Tackling machine Evan Weaver in round six. And uh, running back Eno Benjamin from Arizona State in round seven. Uh, I think that overall this is a, uh, you know, a home run hit by Kingsbury and, and the crew there that are making the personnel decisions. So um, you have uh, Simmons at eight. He fell into their lap there. Josh Jones falls into their lap at 72. Uh, Lucky photo was taken about where I expected Richard Lawrence also on that interior D line, um, you know, and I liked Evan Weaver and, you know, Benjamin uh, in the seventh round. So my favorite selection here is Josh Jones in the third round at number 72 overall, You know, I'm going to give this grade an A, the the class an A. Um, You know, the only thing that that kept it from being an A-plus was just volume of picks. They didn't have, uh, you know, any excess selections here. They they didn't have a second-round selection. They didn't have a fifth-round selection. They had two fours. Um, So, for me, it was – you know, but with that second-round pick, they got DeAndre Hopkins, essentially. So, right. you know, if you if you factor that into this, that's what the Bills fans have been doing is saying they got Stephon Diggs with their first-round pick. So if you want to do that, the, the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins for their second-round pick, and I'll tell you what, that would be an A-plus in, in anybody's book. Um, my least favorite is probably Eno Benjamin. I don't think that he has uh, – he didn't impress me in college. I didn't think that he was a great prospect um, you know, moving into the NFL, um, he may just be a little different type of back than what they have now in, in Kenyon Drake. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, I was I was a little cold on Eno Benjamin.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think Simmons is awesome. I think they got a steal getting him as late as they did. Um, he's great. He's going to be great. I think Josh Jones. You know, you you look at different uh, big boards. You see him, top fifteen pick and then sometimes in the second round, but definitely not this late in the third. So being able to get him there just is pretty crazy, um, little, little, uh, skeptical on some of their defensive linemen. I think they went with leaky Foto and Richard Lawrence. Um, all they need is one of the two of them to, to pan out though. You know, they already invested a lot of money in Jordan Phillips, uh, this last year and Corey Peters. So, one of the two, of I think Fo two
0: is a up. little different type than than those other guys. I think Rashard Lawrence is probably similar, to, more similar to those guys. I think Fo two is more. Uh, I'm going to plug up the interior completely, and that's that's going to be my responsibility. Jordan Phillips is a pass rusher from in there, you know.
1: Right, but they're going to run the three four, so yeah, it, sh- it should be interesting to see how that works out with um, those guys already entrenched in those positions. What kind of impact they'll have in the next year or two?
0: No doubt. Um, so onto the Los Angeles Rams uh, They did not have a first round pick uh, They started with Cam Akers The running back from Florida State Then selected Van Jefferson Wide receiver from Florida uh, Terrell Lewis at uh, 84 From Alabama, edge rusher uh, Terrell Burgess, the safety from Utah In uh, round 3 at 104 Bryson Hopkins In round 4, pick 30 So uh, they got him at 136 Jordan Fuller from Ohio State The safety at 199 Clay Johnston from uh, Baylor at 234. Sam Sloman from uh, Miami of Ohio. He's a kicker. And uh, Tremaine Ankrum, a guard from Clemson. Um, I gave this draft a C minus. i C-. I'm not a fan of the way that things played out here. Um, it felt like they, first off, they, they took Cam Akers um, ahead of a couple of the other good running backs that were on the board still at that point. Um, I, I was not I was not the biggest supporter of Cam I think I had him fourth or fifth on my on my big board, um, but I think second round, it's not really the place to to go diving on running back for a team that had some struggles up front last year. Uh, their blocking was really bad. Um, I was listening to the PFF guys today, and they were talking about how they think that a lot of Todd Gurley's trouble came from offensive line struggles, not so much uh, from a drop in his production. Um, Van Jefferson, I like. Um, I think that was a little early for Van Jefferson, though. I I saw him maybe going in round three. Uh, Terrell Lewis, I kind of liked. But overall, um, my favorite pick in this draft for them would have to be Bryson Hopkins at 136. Um, I think he has the talent to be a a really dangerous, down-the-stretch-the-field type tight end. Um, So I'm excited to see what he can do in that offense. Uh, they've got a couple of guys that do that stuff already so I think he's just another weapon that I think he may get flexed out a little bit and um, really create some mismatches for defenses. Uh, my least favorite was um, you know I, I don't see a whole lot out of Terrell Burgess. I didn't I didn't have him rated that highly at safety and I think picking him in the third round was a bit of a reach there so um, I did not care for Burgess.
1: yeah, I think this draft um, by the, Rams is a little odd. It seems to ignore some of their major weaknesses. When you look at their new updated depth chart, most of the guys they picked are third at their position. Even someone like Bryson Hopkins, you know, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett are there. You know, uh, could he supplant Everett as the second tight end? Yeah, is he going to be the first tight end? Not this year. Uh, Cam Akers. He, you already invested in Daryl Henderson last year. You already have Malcolm Brown, um, who was picking up the the pace last year. So. How does he mix in there with that? I mean, you're going to have to miss out on either Akers getting touches or Henderson, your asset from last year, getting touches. The only one that makes an immediate impact for me is uh, Terrell Lewis. Um, and I think they got him in a reasonable spot. That was, that was a solid pick that addressed some need. Everyone else is you're, – you're you're picking backups, and, you know, you don't have a first-round pick. I get that. But you still had an, a chance to plug some holes. Even someone like Van Jefferson, I mean – you. You have wideouts, <laughs> Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds. Van Jefferson's going to compete for that fourth spot. I mean, are you, that's your that's your pick at 57 is somebody's going to come in and try to be the fourth wide receiver on your team. Um, so I, I definitely agree. I think they missed the bow with a chance to really add to some of this.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, it, it just wasn't my favorite. You know, I, I just you know, got to say that it, it was not my favorite. And I all, like so. a lot
1: of these players. I like Cam Akers. Yeah. Um, I think you know like you said, maybe you could have got him in the third round. There's some good running backs on the board already. You could have waited. I like Van Jefferson. Uh, I just don't know if the Rams really had a need for him at that point.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, on to the 49ers, Tom. Um, if I were grading just the first round in the draft, I would probably give this an A plus. I loved what they did in the first round. Uh, the problem is they didn't have pick picks in the second, third, or fourth rounds. They started with Javon Kinlaw at 14 and Brandon Ayuk at 25. I think both players fill great needs for them. Then no picks in the second, third, or fourth, and they select Colton McKivitz in the fifth. Uh, then Charlie Werner from the tight end from Georgia. Um, Colton McKivitz is a tackle from West Virginia. If you're not familiar, um, not a bad player. Um, especially for the fifth round, he could be a swing tackle and potentially fill some roles there. Um, Charlie Werner, he, Tom and I were watching some combine footage, and yeah. he kept dropping the ball. He was fighting it hard. He kept dropping the ball. It was not fun to. It was hard to watch, really. And then uh, Jawan Jennings from Tennessee in round seven. So um, I really like their draft. I'm going to give them a B plus on their draft because I love Javon Kinlaw. That's my favorite pick out of their group. I think Javon Kinlaw, is, he was the second-best interior defensive lineman, um, and he could be the first best. I mean, he, he has the potential to be as good as Derrick Brown. Um, he's going to be a constant disruptor. He filled the need for the loss of um, DeForest Buckner, and uh, now they go out and they get Brandon Ayuk to add to that class. Um, really nice um, addition there as well. I think he's a talented receiver opposite Debo Samuel. Uh, with the loss of Goodwin, I think that was a, that filled really nicely. Yeah. Um, they also traded for Trent Williams during this draft, so that's something that you know you have to you know take into account a little bit here. And um, I was a, I was a fan of that. That was a nice move for them. Um, so my favorite selection was Javon Kinlaw. My least favorite was Charlie Warner because we watched his struggles, and I'm not sure how he translates to the NFL. Yeah. I actually did kind of like Jawan Jennings in round seven. I thought that was a nice pick that late.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I, again, their they're two picks in the first round I, I think are are really good fits for them. Ayuk has the ability to make plays after the catch. Um, and based on their quarterback style, you know those quick passes where he can catch a 7-yard, 8-yard slant and take it for 15, 20 yards are, is going to be what they need. Um, and then Kinlaw, just, oh man, he's an animal. He wrecks offensive plays. Just really somebody that is going to frustrate offenses. So to have... Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas, Javon Kinlaw, and then Nick Bosa as you're starting four on the D-line. So, huh. And, you know, someone like D Ford backing up. Like,
0: that's crazy. That's yeah, nuts. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I got the privilege of evaluating this draft class. So, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this was an interesting one. Jordan Brooks, round one, pick 27, linebacker from Texas Tech. Uh, Darrell Taylor, uh, edge rusher from Tennessee. Uh, Damian Lewis, guard from LSU, Colby Parkinson, tight end from Stanford, DJ Dallas, running back from Miami, Alton Robinson, edge rusher from Syracuse, Freddie Swain, wide receiver from Florida, and Steven Sullivan, tight end from LSU. So in this draft, you know, they took two tight ends. Uh, They took a couple of guys that are going to play edge and Darrell Taylor and Alton Robinson. Um... They always seem to surprise when they're on the clock for whatever reason. Yeah,
1: especially early.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, my favorite selection for them is Damian Lewis at 69. I think Damian Lewis is a road grader that's going to, you know, really improve that offensive line up front and and mow people over. They love to run the ball when their running backs are healthy, and he's going to be helpful and effective in doing that. So excited to see what he can bring. Uh, My least favorite was Jordan Brooks at 27. I had him more around like – my 90th best player in this draft. So um, for me to see him uh, selected there in that spot, I also want to point out Steven Sullivan didn't really have a position and then went to the senior bowl in the combine and, and worked at tight end. And people think that he's got a future there. So um, could be a fun late round pick by them.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, you could definitely see some train of thought here. Jordan Brooks is going to start for them right away. I mean, they have some, they had need at the strong linebacker uh, position there and he's, he's going to fill that need um they probably could have got him at 48 which is why the grade is off right but he's gonna fill a need right away I like doubling you know they have a couple positions of where they need help so they double up they get Darrell Taylor um edge you know you're right now without Clowney you know you have some some question marks there you're you're gonna be uh rushing Bruce Irvin and who else right their
0: draft selections made me lean more towards they're not gonna make the Clowney signing right
1: right so you get Tara, Taylor and Elton Robinson, hoping one of them pans into something. And then at tight end, I feel like the last couple of years they've been fishing for tight ends really hard. Um, they did get Greg Olson this year, but it's it's going to be a one-and-done one, one kind of deal. And then you have Luke Wilson um, and Jake Hollister and Will Disley. So to get two more tight ends and pack them into this room um, – they do run a lot of two tight end sets. I get it, but that is a lot. Of, I
0: didn't like Parkinson that much. You know, I think that he's yeah, good at catching contested right. balls, but he, he does. He's certainly not going to create a lot of separation or anything like that. Maybe box guys out and, um, yeah, to, yeah, he's not an explosive option
1: to me. He's more of a, like a slot guy. He like will, yeah. will be the big slot who can, uh, you know, on third and four, you can bring him out there. You can run a little curl route and protect the football and get down. Um, so, yeah, not, oh, definitely a weird draft, which is what we're used to from them.
0: Tom, give me some NFC North love.
1: The NFC North. I'm going to start with the Packers of Green Bay.
0: Oh, boy.
1: All right, so the Packers come right out at 26 and get Jordan Love at quarterback from Utah State. Then in the second round, they get A.J. Dillon running back of Boston College. In the third round, Jos- Josiah DeGuerra, a tight end out of Cincinnati. Uh, they don't have a fourth-round pick. In the fifth round, they take Kamal Martin, linebacker, Minnesota. Then with their three six-round picks, they get got John Runyon, uh, interior lineman, Michigan, Jake Hansen, center, Oregon, and Simon Stepniak, um, tackle out of Indiana. And in the seventh round, they go and get Vernon Scott, safety at TCU, and Jonathan Garvin, D end of Miami. Um,
0: were they trolling Aaron Rodgers with the not picking a wide receiver at all?
1: I don't know what they were doing. Um, so we'll start with the grade. I gave him a D+. Plus. I think their first four pitch. Oh,
0: I forgot to give a grade on the Seahawks. No. C.
1: <laughs> Jordan Love, I think it's it's fine. You know. You think he's gonna be good. Come in, he's gonna be the backup right away, but you do have other needs. I mean, this is this is a team with Aaron Rodgers on it. Then in the second round you have a chance to still get some wide receivers. A lot of wide receivers fall all of a sudden, wow, they can make up for it. They get A. J. Dillon. Um who is, a similar, who is a, an opposite of Aaron Jones, but you already have Aaron Jones. Why are you taking another running back in the second round when you can get a, a backup in the fifth if you need to? Um, and then I think the second round is maybe early for Dylan to begin with. Then in the third round, you get Josiah DeGara, who may be a tight end, maybe an H-back in the NFL. Like, what, what is he going to play? Yeah. You already have Lewis and Sternberger at tight end, so he's your third tight end now. Uh, so... And then Kamal Martin in the fifth round, um, he's, a, he's a good run stuffer, but he's not going to play in coverage. He's not going to rush the passer, so you're limited to using him on first and second down. So when those are your first four picks, what are you doing? You did not help that offense at all. Right. Um, and, and then they, you know, they load up on a bunch of offensive linemen for depth, which is – that's fine, but it's, the damage was done at that point. Yeah,
0: it was uh, – I mean – I do like those, the linemen that they got in the sixth round. Yeah. I, I like John Runyon. I like, you know, I was high on Jake Hansen. Yeah. Um, and, and Simon Stepaniak. I think, you know, he's, he's going to kick in a guard, you know, and that that's more than likely where he'll play. I, I like those selections. And you I know? even
1: like Jonathan Garvin. I, I think a, another, a low. Low pick, but a lot of upside at at the edge rusher spot.
0: And listen, I think AJ Dillon can be in every every down back in this league. Just not better than Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Uh, so it's uh, very interesting selections there. Um, I, I was not the biggest fan either, Tom. Yeah. So um, you're, you're, you're oh my favorite least favorite. Yep. Uh, my
1: favorite was Jordan Love actually. Yeah, there's not a lot to like, but the idea of having that Jordan Love. A guy who has the upside um, to back to be behind Aaron Rodgers to learn. We saw how well it worked when they had him back when had Aaron back up Favre, and then come right in. So I like that pick. That makes a lot of sense, but it just didn't make sense to follow up with weapons. Um, and then my least favorite is DeGara. I think he's picked way too early. The ninety fourth pick for him is crazy early. And then uh, he just he doesn't even have a true position. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. All right, Tom. Who you got next?
1: Minnesota. Minnesota, here we go. All right, so Minnesota has a ton of picks. Um, landing Justin Jefferson and, for wide receiver LSU, and Jeff Gladney, cornerback at TCU in the first round. Then coming back in the second, getting Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle out of Boise State. Uh, then in the third round, getting Cameron Dansler, corner out of Mississippi State. With their three fourth-round picks, DJ Wanham, DN of South Carolina, James Lynch, D-tackle out of Baylor, Troy Dye, linebacker of Oregon. Uh, two picks in the fifth, Harrison Hand, corner out of Temple, uh, KJ Osborne, wide
0: receiver out of Miami, um, UB. He's not a UB. Miami, he, then UB. No, no. By I, way of, yeah, Miami. By way of UB. He was. <laughs> he spent two seasons with uh, at UB, and I got to go watch him play in person yeah. a bunch of times. It was really fun. Um, you know, supporting that team with KJ Osborne on it. I was disappointed when he transferred out, but understood based on the quarterback loss and opportunity to showcase himself for this situation. So um, he's going to be awesome on special teams. Watch him as a return man.
1: Uh, sixth round, Blake Brandell, tackle Oregon State. Josh Metellus, safety out of Michigan. Um, seventh round, they go Kenny Wilkes, edge out of Michigan State. Nate Stanley, corner or quarterback out of Iowa. Brian Cole, safety out of Mississippi And Kyle Hinton, interior O-line out of Washburn. So, a ton of picks, and they did a great job at filling holes. I mean, just absolutely uh, right off the top. Wide receiver was a neat. They, they traded Stephon Diggs for this pick. They get Justin Jefferson to come in um, and try to fill that role. Then they are able to get a corner in Jeff Gladney. And corner was easily their number one need based on everyone that left. So they get Gladney and then two rounds later Cameron Dantzler. Um, Let
0: Let me just say that if I didn't think that Joe Burrow was going to be really successful this year, my selection for rookie of the year would be Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson in that situation in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball. Uh, I think that Justin Jefferson has the opportunity to have an explosive early season uh, with the Vikings. I think he, he slots in immediately. I think he makes big plays immediately. I love Justin Jefferson. Um, and if that's a possibility of wagering for for you folks out there on uh, you know rookie NFC offensive rookie of the year, I don't know if they yeah. do they have it rook down AFC and NFC? Yeah. Yeah, so NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I love Justin Jefferson in this spot.
1: Um, So I think that they – and also that I think they had a really good value pick with James Lynch in the fourth round. I think this is a guy who could have gone a lot earlier um, and maybe just stuck out on their big board, so they took him. It's not really a position to need. And then doubling down again on the wide, deep wide receiver class with K.J. Osborne um, bringing them some speed. So – uh, B-plus for the Vikings, I think, with the amount of picks. They did a good, they did really good work um, plugging holes. My favorite pick was Cameron Dantzler. I think after they got Gladney, they could have really put off getting another corner to later, but they didn't. They found Dantzler at the third sitting there, and they, they made the move to take him. And then my least favorite would be Harrison Hand. Um, I think once they got their first two corners, they could have used uh, this fifth pick to, to um, address other needs, but they decided to go with an, a third cornerback. Um, this one out of Temple. Um, yeah. And I, I do like Nate Stanley coming in. I think he's very similar to Cousins. Good leader. Solid arm, not great arm. Been around a lot in college football. He's seen a lot. Who was, who was your favorite selection here? Dantzler.
0: Dantzler. You yeah. like Dantzler there.
1: I, I love him at, at yeah. 89.
0: I love Kenny Willickis in the seventh round. At that point in the draft, I'm telling you, I watched the guy. I, I, I sent a message, a tweet out, I think, one night. Um, when I was watching some late-night Senior Bowl action, and he's just an athlete. He's got bend. He's got the ability to get – I'm telling Kenny willickis is going to make plays, and he fits in Minnesota. He's he's a perfect addition to that group. So um, I think that's a, a really nice selection at, at picks, uh, you know, whatever that was, two yeah, – where, wherever they got him. 225. 225,
1: yeah. Yeah, he definitely provides immediate depth, but also has that that upside of – Who knows how he could turn it in in the NFL.
0: How about the Detroit Lions,
1: Tom, Abbey? Oh, the Lions. Uh, So the Lions obviously had one of the top picks. They had number three, um, where they take Jeffrey Okuda, corner out of Ohio State. Then they take DeAndre Swift in the second round, running back out of Georgia. Julian Aquara, edge rusher out of Notre Dame. Jonah Jackson, guard out of Ohio State. Logan Stenberg, guard out of Kentucky. Um, In the fifth round, Quintez Cephas, wide receiver, Wisconsin. Also, Jason Huntley, running back out of New Mexico State. Um, in the sixth round, John Pennesini, which you have to be very careful saying, uh, D tackle out of Utah. Jashawn Cornell, D tackle out of Ohio State in the seventh. Um, overall, I like their draft. I gave them a B minus. Um, Okuda was a no brainer for me. He's a day one starter. He walked onto the field and he was your best corner. Um, I like their DeAndre Swift pick because I think he's really good. It's just odd because on Johnson's just getting started there, and it seemed like he was going to be the guy. Um, so now he comes in. Um, Aquara, I think, is a good pick. Um, Edge is a need for, for uh, Detroit, so he comes in. And then Jonah Jackson, the guard from Ohio State, it might even be a starter by the time they actually uh, break camp. If it's camp,
0: Logan Stenberg is a, a really really nice addition yeah. too. They they did a great job up top in this draft. I was just, the only curious selection for me was the was making the move of DeAndre Swift there. But if DeAndre Swift, if they see him as a generational talent you know if they think he's that good of a running back then i see why they selected him there you know that that might be a best player available selection right there you know and that's you can't blame them for that and julian aquara in the third round was a great value
1: yeah i love and i quintus cephas i think is a a solid wide receiver they got him late in the fifth um he's drafted you got a little bit of a value he was uh a little bit of a later selection. The only thing is that that wide receiver room in Detroit's pretty full, so yeah. he'll have to carve out a little niche for himself. Um, B-minus, like I said, is my favorite pick. How can it not be? The guy's going to be amazing. It was a no-brainer, uh, but he's really good. And then Jason Huntley getting another running back after you already have Carryon Johnson, and then you pick DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm just not sure what the need. I'm not sure where he'll be able to contribute if he even make it in the roster
0: yeah absolutely so um let's talk a little bit about the our, bears yeah so go ahead with the bears yeah go okay
1: ahead. so the bears don't have a first round pick but they did have two second round picks and they got cole Komet, tight end out of notre dame and they got jalen johnson cornerback out of utah um then they don't have another pick and they until the fifth round with three fifth round picks they take trevis gibson dn tulsa Kindel Vildor, corner of Georgia Southern. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver of Tulane. Then two seventh-round picks to get Arlington Hambright and Le- uh, Lechavius Simmons, tackle of Tennessee State.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this draft, Tom? Huh?
1: So, a couple things. One, not a lot of picks. Two, not a lot of high picks. I mean, nothing on day one. Only the two picks day two. And then nothing, until again, until 155. So, I give him a C plus. I think Cole Komet is a solid player. But I think he was drafted early, and you already have Jimmy Graham on this roster. So how much of an impact can he have in the, this next season to really uh, contribute? And then Jalen um, Johnson is my favorite pick from them. Uh, pick number 50, he's a good corner. He's got a chance to start right away for this team. He's long. Yeah. He's, he's, he's able to jam wide receivers. And when you have a pass rush like this, being able to, to get on wide receivers and, and kind of pin them at the line of scrimmage is going to be a huge advantage. Right. And then I would say Travis Gibson is probably my least favorite. Um, you're flipping a coin here at this point, but I think he, he's really a raw prospect. Doesn't do a lot for me. I, I didn't have him even being drafted.
0: Yeah. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a really interesting group that they went with. Um, a lot of the Bears fans were not very happy about it.
1: Yeah, I think they all like Cole Komet because, you know, he's a local kind of guy, stayed in the Midwest his whole life, he was from Chicago went to notre dame for college obviously uh chicago's adopted team yeah and uh so it's pretty nice for them but i think overall they were just i mean they're, they're, what can you do you have two picks in the second round and i don't think either one of them's a bad choice and then you don't pick again into the fifth i mean there's not much
0: you can do right yeah no doubt about it it that, was
1: that's the penalty you get for getting khalil Mack. yeah <laughs> you have to suck it up
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess you know if that's what you got to deal with that's what you got to deal with to get somebody like that on your team um I wanted to take a second here. I don't think we even took a chance to go over our numbers and our statistics from how we performed with our mock draft in the in the actual draft. Um Tom, do you have them documented there? I'm not sure if you do or not. I'm I'm kind of I'm pulling this one out of uh, nowhere on you. So
1: I do give me one second. Yeah,
0: I know that I'm pretty sure that we had 51 of 64 in the first two rounds uh were players that we had mocked in the first two rounds. So Yeah, uh, so
1: um players in the correct round for the first two rounds we had 39 so 39 out of the 64 we had them going in the correct round but in the top 64 so out of our 64 how many actually got drafted in the first two rounds uh it was 51 so 51 out of 64 we went there
0: yeah Um, You know, our first time going through and evaluating this stuff, um, I feel pretty good about our results, really. Um, We hit, I think, um, four picks out of the first seven. Um, we nailed the exact pick on the money out of the gate, so I felt good about where we were at on, on the early selections. Obviously, it gets way harder. Five out of the first seven. Five out of the first seven, yeah. So, you know, we jumped right out of the gates doing really well, um, and, and we had a good, a good feel for what was happening or going to happen in this draft. So um, I was really excited to, to see those results. So, um, you know, uh, going forward, we've learned – from some of our misses along the way, but we're going to continue to try to address that. Like, I'll spend time looking at A.J. Terrell. Ironically enough, we're moving to the NFC South. I'm going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. A.J. Terrell is one who I had graded much lower than a first-round pick at pick 16. So I'm going to try and figure out what I missed. What, where was I off here? Now, was this something where the NFL scouts just had him higher than the media guys that were sharing videos and talking about how the, how the NFL scouts viewed him? Um, because you know, when you watch some of his film, he makes a lot of mistakes, but I think his athletic potential and the competition that he faced and played in the playoffs and all that stuff. I think that maybe that's what drove Atlanta to take AJ Terrell at 16.
1: There is a chance that Atlanta's just bad at, bad at picking secondary. They yeah. have a poor history of it. So. They do. Yeah.
0: Who's their best secondary selection in recent years? What Des true Didn't they draft him? They didn't he was Atlanta. all right. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, Marlon Davidson in round two. Uh, I like Marlon Davidson, but I think round two was early. Uh, Matt Hennessy in round three. Uh, Michael Walker from Fresno State in uh, round four. Jalen Hawkins in round four also. Then no selections until round seven, and they pick a punter. Uh, Sterling Hoffrichter from Syracuse, who's going to be good. Uh, He's going to be a great punter. Uh, Yeah, whatever. I mean, they've got needs. Um, We all got needs. Yeah. My favorite pick uh, for this group was Matt Hennessy. Uh, I think that he is a. I think he was the second best center in this draft, right? I mean, a, a pure center, somebody that's going to jump right in there. Um, I had concerns about Jake Hansen's injury history. Tyler Biadas could play some guard, you know, but if you talk about just somebody who I think is going to slot right in at center, it's Matt Hennessy, and I really liked him there. Um, that was a really good selection. Least, favor- yeah. least favorite for me was AJ Terrell.
1: Yeah, I really like um, Matt Hennessy. Alex Mack's there, but he's 34 years old. I mean, how many more years are you possibly going to have? So for him to be able to sit behind Mack for a year or two is exactly what he needs. He needs to get a little, you know, coming from Temple to the NFL, it's going to be a bit of a change of scenery, right? Yeah. Guys are going to be bigger, stronger, faster than he's used to dealing with. But learning some tricks of the trade from Mack and getting a year or two in a NFL-style weight room, um, he's going to be able to start for them, right, when Mack leaves. So I think that ends up being a very good pick for them as well. I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah.
0: Um, on to Carolina, uh, who drafted all defensive players. Uh, they had seven selections. They selected seven defensive players. Um, I jumped- wish I
1: remember the day. I saw something. It was like the first time since the common draft area yeah. that somebody yeah. did pick all defensive players.
0: Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you, I love their first three picks. Derek Brown at seven. Yater Gros Matos at 38. Jeremy Chin at 64. Troy Pride at 113, Kenny Robinson at 152, Bravion Roy at uh, 184, and Stanley Thomas, uh, whatever his last name is, uh, Stanley Thomas uh, Oliver, yeah, Uh, from FIU, a corner, pick 221. Um, first off, uh, the grade on Atlanta, um, based on what I saw in that draft, they they were one of my least favorite drafts. They're they're C minus. Carolina, Derek Brown. Uh, At 7, game-changer on the interior immediately. Uh, Yeter Gross Matos... I think that he's going to set the edge on defense. He's he's going to do a great job there and I think his pass rush can develop and Jeremy Chin is a freak athlete. Those 3 picks are going to make this this class. I I am grading this class at A- and that's only because they didn't add anything for offense and I'm not really sure how great their receiving core is there. I think they could have used some help there.
1: And my boy Troy Pride's pretty pretty damn I good like for Troy, the fourth Pride,
0: round. I like Troy Pride right? too. Yeah, in the fourth round, my favorite pick is Kenny Robinson, uh safety from West Virginia but better known as the safety for the St. Louis battle Hawks of the XFL. <laughs> uh, Kenny Robinson played great in the XFL. He played great at West Virginia. And I think that he's going to be a really nice um, early production player for those guys in the secondary in Carolina. So Kenny Robinson was my favorite. Yeah. Um, my least favorite is, I I don't know what Bravion Roy is really going to bring to the table for them out of round six. Yeah. You know, just what do the, you expect? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say that, um, up top the first couple of picks i mean brown is going to be really good right away jeremy chin um there may be some learning curve but i think he's going to
0: start for them right away at safety i don't see anybody who's going to really stand in his way there and um, kenny robinson by the way is a center field safety he's a, he's a free safety that's going to be back off the line of scrimmage and, and try and you know ball hawk for them
1: yeah so then um Gross Matos, obviously, at DN end, he'll be able to rotate in right away. So they got guys who contribute, but also these guys are long term solutions for a lot of these positions for them. Um, you know, it is a little odd they didn't go after a wide receiver in this deep wide receiver glass. I mean, they have more, and they did sign Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and Farrell Cooper. Maybe they're. I'm just fine not in with love with
0: that. I'm not in love with that group. I no, like Robbie Anderson and everything. And I think
1: all these wide receivers are fine, yeah. but none of them are. Yeah. you know not getting really excited. Uh we'll see what ends up happening with Christian McCaffrey and his uh all his legs hang up. They didn't really get up another running back. I'm looking here Reggie Bonifanen and Mike Davis as their backups.
0: They you know, they paid him a ton of money and they're oh, going to yeah. they're going to they're going to run all that tread off him in 2 years. It's you know, that's that's my concern. Sure. That's my biggest concern with him is how long can he hold up with this type of workload. Who you got next player? New Orleans Saints. Saints of New Orleans picked in the first. This is going to be quick. They had four selections. Cesar Ruiz in, the, in round one at center. Uh, interesting selection. I think they're going to start him at guard. Yeah. Um, Zach Bond at 74. Adam Troutman at 105. Tommy Stevens at 240. Um, my favorite pick out of this group is going to be Zach Bond still being there at 74 for them. I mean, I think that he's he offers so much more value than that. I think that they have three plug and play players on this draft. And then they've got Tommy Stevens, who's like Taysom Hill. I don't know what the hell he's gonna do in their offense. It was yeah. it, it, I think that was I, I don't know what the deal was with that selection. I mean, they just signed Jameis, they've got Taysom Hill, and now Tommy Stevens, unless they're looking to convert him to tight end or something, is he's a pretty big body dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adam Troutman, maybe the top rated tight end on my board. Um, I think he's going to be a a good early contributor. Um, Zach Bond can rush the freaking passer. And Cesar Ruiz was the best interior lineman in the draft. What are your thoughts, Tom?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Cesar Ruiz. I'm going to back that up and try it again. I like Cesar Ruiz a lot. Um, I love him for them because I do think he can impact right away a guard. Um, Zach Bond I love a lot. I wanted the Bills to take him. I said it on here before. Uh, but they the Saints' linebacker group. I actually like their linebackers. You got Alex Anzalone, Kiko Alonso, and Demario Davis. Um, but Zach Bond maybe brings you something that those guys don't, and that, that yeah. ability to rush the passer a little bit. Um, and then we'll see if you know Demario Davis is getting up there, so he might be the you know come in on these yeah. these nickel packages to rush the passer, and then maybe stick and stick there uh, long term. So I think there's some some depth there. Uh, tight end, you had Jared Cook. So Troutman, you know. Is going to be right there, Josh Hill, so no, nothing standing in his way
0: from uh, ascending there either. Solid B for me for New Orleans. I like that draft. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. are Tristan Wirfs at 13. I heard some fun stories today on oh, the boy. PFF podcast. Jason Licht was on the phone trying to call teams from the time the seventh selection came up, and no one would answer their phone because he wanted to trade up for Tristan Wirfs. He tried it every pick, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Finally, at 13, San Francisco said, okay, we'll swap with you, and you can have Tristan Wirfs. Um, Peter King was embedded with Tampa Bay, and I guess that's where that story comes from. Uh, So they end up with Wirfs, and the NFL saved them from themselves, um, basically, and giving away more draft capital (laughs) than they needed to. Um, Round two, they end up with Antoine Winfield. Um, Round three, Keyshawn Vaughn. Round five, Tyler Johnson. Round six, Khalil Davis, D-tackle from Nebraska. Uh, round seven, uh, Chapel Russell from uh, Temple. He's a linebacker. Uh, round seven, Raymond Calais, uh, running back from Louisiana Lafayette or just Louisiana when you watch their football games now. Yeah. What's um, with that, by the way? Uh, they didn't like – they, they want to be Louisiana. They don't want to – we're not just Lafayette. We're Louisiana's team. Whatever. Tell that to LSU. um all right so let's unpack this a little bit Tristan Wirf's great addition um he's going to help protect the goat I think that was a a great decision to to go ahead and get that tackle there um Antoine Winfield at 45 I think that's about where he was slotted by a lot of people late first early second you know so it was a a good selection for them mid-second um Keyshawn Vaughn was one of your favorite backs in this draft love him Tyler Johnson in the fifth round, I really like him there. So, you know, there's some really good picks here. Yeah, those wideouts
1: are crazy in Tampa Bay. Godwin, Evans, throw Tyler Johnson in there. That, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And then adding Ronald – or Keyshawn Vaughn to the backfield with Ronald Jones. You know, you get a – both of them can do a little bit of everything. That's you, You're not tipping your hand when you have one or the other in. It's, it's really nice.
0: Yeah. Um, so – my favorite pick in this draft, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, go with Tyler Johnson in the fifth round at 161. He's, I yeah. think that was the best value. Yeah, uh, I think he's an immediate contributor, how smooth he is and the way he fights for the ball.
1: I think you and I both had
0: – I know I had him in a third-round yeah.
1: grade. So, I mean, get him in the fifth was pretty awesome for them. Yeah.
0: Um, my least favorite pick in the I, – I wasn't the biggest fan of Khalil Davis. He wasn't even he, – he wasn't really that high on my projections. for sure. D-tackle. Um. You know. They got him in the uh, – you know, it, it, there's not a lot of bad picks on these guys, so
1: you got to pick one. Yeah. But they got him in the sixth round, so there's not a lot invested. And they actually have nobody on the roster behind Vitave right now yeah. until him. So he's going to fill a need, and I got in the way, sixth round.
0: By the way, it was hard for me not to pick Ray Calais here as the as my favorite pick because that, that dude could play football for Louisiana. I don't know if you got a chance to watch many of Lafayette's games last year. Yeah. Uh, but that kid can run the ball, and he's tough. Yeah, watching um, Robert Hunt run over people, you often notice Calais. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's it for the NFC. Um, that was, you know, we, we went through the, the NFC selections here. Um, you know, Tom and I are going to take a quick break. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though, right, Tom? I mean, kind of unpacking everything that happened there. And, you know, I think that this is going to be a a, a really fun show for us. You know, going over everything that took place throughout the AFC, we haven't even gotten to our favorite teams yet, um, which is coming soon. Oh, yeah. Right after this break. And a word from our sponsor. Hang with us you a business owner looking to ramp up your online presence, websites, social media, video, and more? Lion Global can either do it for you, show you how to do it yourself by doing it with you, or completely run your entire online footprint. And we guarantee a 200% ROI or you don't pay us to help you. Get a free 30-minute strategy session to increase your business's revenue at lionglobal.com. That's lionglobal.com. We are back, and we are ready to talk about everybody's favorite topic. That listens to our pod. Well, not everybody's. We did have uh, our uh, our uh, newest listener that I found uh, through our podcast uh our live mock draft that was in peru so shout out to our boy in peru um broncos fan i think originally from that area based on what i was seeing but um now in peru so that was awesome i hope he's still listening to yeah, us yeah,
1: thanks for listening
0: yeah that was awesome um yeah but afc east talk here tom and uh you're gonna take the wheel on the afc east but i'm gonna grab the miami dolphins just because of my closeness with that organization and how yes. much i follow it so um fire away
1: all right so we're gonna start with the patriots um, Patriots didn't have a first round pick uh, They went with Kyle Duggar, safety of Lenore Ryan And Josh Uche, edge out of Michigan in the second round uh, Their three third round picks Turned into Anthony Jennings, linebacker Alabama Devin Asiasi, tight end UCLA And Dalton Keene, tight end of Virginia Tech The fifth round they went with Justin Rohrwasser Kicker out of Marshall
0: Certainly a lot of controversy for surrounding Rohrwasser
1: um, in the sixth round, they went with Michael Onwenu, uh, guard Michigan, Justin Heron, tackle Wake Forest, Casa Malua, linebacker Wyoming, and finished up with Dustin Woodard, center out of Memphis. What
0: would you see, Tom?
1: So overall, I did not like the Patriots draft, but that is not abnormal. The Patriots do not draft um, in a normal strategy. I would say if you think Patriots are really good, they win all the time, but if you look back the last five, six years of their drafts, uh, they miss a lot of picks, so I give them a C plus. I think Kyle Duggar is a uh, high upside in a hybrid role, but you already have McCourty and Patrick Chung there, so he's not really jumping onto the field and starting for you there. He may play a little bit of that hybrid, um, that third linebacker, yeah, uh, during the uh, nickel packages. So that may be where they um, employ him. Josh Uche, to me, I'm not, a, I have not been a big fan of him this whole time. Um, I think 60s probably too early for me. Um he has speed off the edge, but um which can help replace some of, you know, Jamie Collins's pressures, but I think overall, you know, he doesn't offer much more than just that burst. Um
0: it looked like they the were looking for athletes on the defensive side of the ball as much as anything else. Yeah. Um so given the C+, plus. my favorite uh player
1: they drafted was Anthony Jennings. I think he has a lot of upside in this specific um Defense. Anthony Jennings is going to be able to play linebacker, may even start for them, and he's going to be able to be moved around a little bit, asked to do a few different things. I think it's actually a great landing spot for him. Um, Everyone knows about the Belichick Sabin kind of relationship. And then my least favorite pick for them is the the kicker, Roarwasser. Um, I think the fifth round's a bit early for a kicker for me, especially, um, take it for what it's worth, Dean Brugler's considered one of the best draft experts in the world. He rated his top ten kickers in the NFL draft this year, and Roarwasser wasn't even one of them. So a little early. A lot of people had him as undraftable, um, which most kickers are. So a little early for me in the fifth round, but then they make up for it with, I like Michael on Wenyu. I think he's going to be a solid contributor for, D, for the offensive line there.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So, um, you know, I didn't love their draft. I think that there's a particular direction that they're going. Yeah, um, with the double tight ends. Yeah, here. with the double tight ends, you know, perhaps looking to, you know, use one of the one of those guys or both of those guys in an H back type role with James Devlin leaving. Um, I think yeah. that they're gonna they're gonna try and uh, hammer the ball a lot. It'll be a short, quick passing game, like we talked about off mic earlier today. Um, you know, perhaps some some stretch the field play action style uh, stuff as well in this offense. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how Josh McDaniels gets creative with this offense with Tom Brady off the squad now. Um, you know, and see kind of how they they reestablish themselves or, or you know reestablish this offense because it's not going to be the same. Um, and it'll be really fun to watch how they transition to the new the new look. Want right. to go Jets?
1: Sure, I'll go Jets. All right, the Jets. First pick was Mekhi Becton, tackle of Louisville. Then they went Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor, in the second round. In the third round, they were able to grab both Ashton Davis, safety of California, and Jabari Zuniga, uh, D-end out of Florida. Uh, In the fourth round, the trio of picks went LaMichael Pirine, running back of Florida, James Morgan, quarterback, out of Florida International, and Cameron Clark, O-tackle out of Charlotte. In the fifth round, they grabbed Bryce Hall, corner out of Virginia. And the sixth, crown, sixth round, Braden Mann, punter out of Texas A&M. Um, so I like their draft a little bit.
0: Uh, it's it's not great. I'm annoyed by it because they drafted a lot of people. I lo- it seemed like they got great value with so many of their picks.
1: Yes. Um, I will tell you the one I don't like is Denzel Mims. I thought 59 was too early for him. Um, I mean, you Kevin and I have talked about this before. He struggles to catch the football. Um, you see it when he's in Baylor. You saw it at the combine. You saw it at Senior Bowl. Just consistently fights the football. Um, he has great physical skills. I mean, he's big. He's he's pretty fast. Um, but you know, somebody who struggles to catch the ball is never going to be this high for me. Uh, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, B minus is what I gave them. I like the Mackay Beckton uh, position uh, pick. He's the problem I see with them is that it looks like they're trying to move him to left tackle right away, and I'm not sure he's going to be ready for that. He's a very large man, uh, very quick, uh, but I think he may struggle um, in the early going, especially if they have him at left tackle to start.
0: What was your favorite? Uh,
1: my favorite is Bryce Hall in the fifth round. Yeah, I know there's some injury concerns, uh, maybe some medical that had some people concerned, but if you go off of his football skills, this guy's a, a third-round pick every day. Um, so to get him in the late fifth like they did is, is pretty pretty good st- Uh, Pick Cameron Clark also is a a solid depth lineman. Uh, He can play guard or tackle. Um, You know, I like like the middle of the round. I like Lamichael P. Ryan. I think he um, he underwhelmed a few sometimes at Florida, but he does have some high upside, and kind of the same thing with Jabari Zuniga. Uh, High upside, little bit of underwhelming tape sometimes at Florida. Kind of looked like you expected more out of an athlete of his caliber.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, You want to go? You want me to go with Miami here? Yeah, All go ahead. Right. All right. Tom's crushing a nice cold Bud Light, so, you know. It, was that the, the fresh one, or was that finishing off an old Finish
1: one? Finish off the old one.
0: All right. Don't forget to crack that new one. That's nice and ice cold, bro.
1: We're going to crack it right now, actually. Yeah. Let's,
0: let's, podcast sounds. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. America. People love the podcast sounds. <laughs> um, So, we uh, take a look at the Miami Dolphins draft. And... So, when I look at it, let me run through the picks first. Uh Pick 5, Tua Tagovailoa. Do we
1: have enough time for this?
0: (laughs) Pick 18, Austin Jackson. Pick 30, Noah Igbenogany. Pick 39, Robert Hunt. Pick 56, Raekwon Davis. Pick 70, Brandon Jones. Pick 111, Solomon Kinley. Pick 154, Jason Strobridge. Pick 164, Curtis Weaver. Pick 185, Blake Ferguson. Pick 246, Malcolm Perry. Uh, let me say that when I look at the prospects individually, I don't love it as much as when I look at it as a whole. Does that make sense? Um, I can see a vision there in what they're trying to do. How do you feel about that, Tom?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can see their their methodology here. Um, you know, building um, strong up front with the picks of Jackson and Robert Hunt.
0: Solomon um, Kindley uh,
1: building a defensive line over again with Raquan Davis, and then taking a stab at both Stro- Strobridge and Weaver. All you need is one of the two of those guys to to come on, and then that's 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 a success there. You know, yeah. um, my favorite pick of of course from the Dolphins is Blake Ferguson, yeah. his brother Reed Ferguson <laughs> is the long snapper for Buffalo. <laughs> his brother, yeah. brother is a Buffalo Bill a long snapper, so.
0: Yeah, so first off, I'm ecstatic that they were able to stand pat at five and take Tua, I have the balls to take Tua. Uh, I think that the conversation around, you know, injury history and everything else needs to be, you know – overshadowed by his potential his ceiling is is through the roof everybody knows that everybody knows how great he can be um can he stay healthy is the question this is a um you know you've got to take a big swing at some point and, and miami has historically been kind of uh conservative with their swings in the draft since the Deion jordan move back in whatever year that was um where they jumped up to take him at three three or two whatever it was god <laughs> but um you know this is this has been an organization that hasn't taken a lot of big swings and this swing at tua is uh the ultimate you know either we knock it out of the park or you know things don't go that well because i think those are the two options with tua he either has an amazing career or he's out of the league early because of injury concerns uh austin jackson is a bit developmental my biggest concern with austin jackson is he got roasted by aj Epinesa at the in the rose bowl so or, or, we'll get to that later yeah so uh uh, Noah Igbenogany is an early fill-in at nickel corner. He's going to jump right in, uh, be a part of that secondary unit. And I think he, his athleticism and his future development potential is very high. My favorite selection in this draft, uh, you know, I, I didn't see it going this way because I didn't have this guy rated that highly in the, in the draft, but I love Robert Hunt. The guy is a mauler. The guy is a... I'm going to just drive you into the dirt kind of offensive lineman. And I think that mentality in an RPO style offense where you get potentially Kindley and Hunt just mauling guys on the right side of that line, driving them down and Tua having the option to pull that out and hit the quick slant. I love Hunt's selection there at 39. It might have been a little early for, for some people's taste, but I love it. Um, my least favorite pick for for Miami, I, I think that Brandon Jones is somebody that could have been had later. Um, he, he, you know, he's not uh, not the flashiest guy, but he's. He, I think he was a four year starter at Texas, and he was a captain on that team, and he was uh, he made plays. So you know, they're trying to make sure that they've got that secondary shored up. I love that secondary now, though. When you talk about having Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Noah Igbinogu. Eric Rowe, who did a great job when he was moved to safety. You know, that that secondary is really good. And if Brandon Jones can crack that lineup, then, you know, I was off on my evaluation of him. So um, the other one that I really loved and and I fought with being my favorite was Curtis Weaver in the fifth round. Curtis Weaver was projected by many to be a second-round pick, and he was super productive. You know, all-time leader for sacks in the Mountain West Conference. Um questions about his body type and all of that stuff at the next level uh but it seems like he's just crafty and able to get to the quarterback so um tell me what you saw tom
1: yeah i mean there's lots of like about the dolphins i think the thing with the dolphins is that people um need to understand that there needs to be patience with this group uh, a lot of these guys even the guys up top may not be the starters week one for this team um you know you got guys who can compete for it. Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson will probably be there competing for the offensive line jobs but it doesn't mean they're going to get them Tua may take a little bit of a, a powder in the first few games and let Fitzpatrick take care um so this may be a slow burn team um with their draft picks I think Strobridge needs to to take some time Weaver may may be able to contribute right away um but how much is he gonna be able to do that so i i think that that's gonna be the big thing for this team is that you know at the end of 2020 we may look back and be like man that group all those picks they didn't do much but that's kind of by design this team is a building for the future not for this season necessarily so i think a lot of these guys if you were to pull up the dolphins depth chart right now there's none of them listed as starters right now there's no one like plug in any hole real quick and i i think that's by design they're they're trying to build something and that takes time
0: yeah my grade on miami's draft was b plus because i think there's a lot of high upside in the draft um i i wish they would have taken josh jones you know when he was available uh to have another option for a starting left tackle if austin jackson doesn't work out um if robert hunt struggles you know i i just believe that you need to build the best offensive line in the league in front of tua and that, that's the the mindset that I would take with him as my quarterback is, you know, you build that best offensive line in the league and you find separation for your receivers and you run the ball well, you know, those, those things can really make a huge difference. And I love Josh Jones as a prospect. So he was available so many times for them to pick and they never did. So, um, that was, <laughs> it was hard for me to, to see the guy that I love the most in this draft at the tackle position, not get taken with so many opportunities on the board. Um, Tom, tell me about your Buffalo bills.
1: All right, so the Bills did not have a first-round pick. They start in the second round with A.J. Epinesa, uh, defensive end out of Iowa. Then they go in the third round take Zach Moss, running back from Utah. In the fourth, they get Gabriel Davis, wide receiver of US, um University of Central Florida. Uh, in the fifth, they take Jake Fromm, cornerback of Georgia. In the sixth, they have two picks. They take Tyler Bass, kicker out of Georgia, Georgia Southern, and then Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver out of Oregon State and then finish out in the seventh round with cornerback Dean Jackson out of Pittsburgh. Um, Overall, I gave them a B. I think that they were able to address a couple of their needs um, and kind of bring some people in for competition. Um, Obviously not having a 1st round pick kind of limits the eliteness of your draft. Um, Epinesa, I think, was good value at 54 when we were looking at this draft early on and the Bills had the 22nd pick. A lot of people had him going to them then. Um, so to get him 30 picks later is pretty good. Uh, Zach Moss, I think, went where, about where he should go. He should have been in the third, um, third round. I think he um, should be a good contributor with Devin Singletary being the lead guy. Uh, my favorite pick they had was Gabriel Davis. I think he has a lot of uh, upside out of UCF. Um, a little bit of a bigger wide receiver than what the Bills have already. Able to run the route tree, um, and he has the advantage of being able to sit behind John Brown and Stephon Diggs right now and kind of pick their brains, see what they do, and learn a little bit from them, and uh, you know, you know, hopefully take over that mantle when John Brown moves on. Uh, my least favorite pick was Tyler Bass. Um, so a kicker in the sixth round isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's obviously not the best. Uh, he has a huge leg. There's some video going around of him making a 50-yard field goal without s- taking any steps, just kicking it, which is pretty in- insane by itself. But his accuracy is, you know, a big struggle. Only made 77% of his kicks last year. It's not a real high percentage. Uh, so to take him in the sixth round instead of somebody who could contribute is, you know, it, he'll. We'll see how it pans out. What'd you see on this one, Kev?
0: Yeah, my. <clears throat> Excuse me, geez, what was that all about? Um, my uh, feeling on this draft was Epinesa was an amazing value at 54. Um, loved it. Uh, Zach Moss, I was higher on than you were. He was my fourth-rated running back, so I liked yeah. that too. Um, Gabriel Davis was an interesting selection for me, but I think that he's a guy that gives them a little bit of something that they're lacking right now. I think I think his ability to high-point footballs is as good as anybody in, in this draft. He's really good at it. He jumps up and gets the ball. I was looking at a highlight package for him, and it was really impressive how well he jumped up and caught the ball. Um, so I think that's a nice piece for them um, with John Brown and Cole Beasley there. So I'm not sure that he'll immediately jump into the you know the top three in their rotation, but um, you know I think that he's going to be a nice developmental prospect there at the wide receiver position. Um, Jake Fromm was a little bit interesting. I think that they need a, a backup quarterback, but I'm not sure that you know selecting Jake fromm in the fifth round I think that was a pure you know best player available play um, Isaiah Hodgins is another receiver that can that can uh, catch the ball in traffic and he had a really nice season for Oregon State uh, my favorite pick for the bills was Dane Jackson I think getting him in the seventh round was a nice selection um, overall I think that the bills had a nice draft but it was a little bit off the radar of what people expected I think um, you know they They didn't address wide receiver until the fourth round. Some people wanted them to address it much earlier. Um, You know, I think Epinesa is going to be a plug-and-play, you know, part of this defense. So I I thought they had a nice draft, Tom. I don't think it was uh, a knock-it-out-of-the-park kind of draft. I thought it was safe. I thought they played it safe with a lot of their selections.
1: And that does it for the AFC East.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're what, uh, AFC West now? Yep. AFC West. Uh, Let's start with the Denver Broncos. Um, So, you know, I jumped in with Denver here looking at their draft, and I think that they had things kind of fall in in place for them early in this draft. Um, I think that Jerry Judy coming to them at 15 was, I think they were surprised by it. I I don't think that they were sure that he was going to get there. Um, I, I, I love that pick. Uh, Next, they took K.J. Hamler from Penn State. Then they followed that with Michael Ojemudie, uh, corner from Iowa. Lloyd Cushenberry uh, at 83. McTelvin Aguim at 95. Albert Aquabunum from uh, Missouri, the tight end, at 118. Justin Sternad, uh, linebacker from Wake Forest. Natani Mutai at 181 Tyree Cleveland at 252 and Derek Tuska at 254. So overall, um, I give this grade a B minus. I think that, um, Denver did a nice job, but they seem to have like a one track mind here. And that seems to be like, we want speed and explosiveness and we want weapons for drew lock. Um, I love the weapons that they got for him. Uh, but there are some other positions that I think they could have addressed. They, they addressed corner with, uh, that Iowa corner, Ojemudie, and, and I wasn't the biggest fan of him coming into this draft, so that was interesting to me to see them go there. Um, they didn't address the linebacker position until round five with Justin Sternad. Um, I do uh, love the selection of Natani Mutai in round six. I think that was my favorite selection for uh, Denver here. Um, my least favorite selection for Denver, it, it, it's it's going to be KJ Hamler in round two here. I think that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to go with Hamler after drafting Judy. And, um, you know, this is a team that, that had some success already, um, you know, at wide receiver. So why are we why are we addressing that with a double down at wide receiver in picks in rounds one and two?
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... They clearly are liking um, Drew Locke and want to take a stab at being very good with him. Um, so giving him weapons, you know, Sutton, Judy, and Hamler is a pretty good trio there um, of wide receivers, young wide receivers that can grow with him. Um, I think Cushionberry's good to help fill in, and, you know, he has the flexibility to play center or either guard position, which helps them. Yeah, we loved Cushionberry coming yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, that that's, a, you know, all their picks are good picks, but I think maybe some of the... Uh, Timing uh, with their team doesn't make a lot of sense. This team needs to find someone who can rush the passer, other than a very aged Von Miller at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Uh, let's take a look at Kansas City. Um, You, the defending Super Bowl champion. Defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Pick thirty-two, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, Pick sixty-three, Willie Gay from Mississippi State. Pick 96, Lucas Niang. Uh, pick 138, Legarius Sneed. Pick 177, Michael Dana. Pick 237, Bo Pete Keys. I so I don't I don't even know that prospect honestly. I didn't see Tulane much this year, and I'm not sure that's how you say his name, but <laughs> phonetically Bo Pete Keys is what I see. So, um, you know, I, I graded this class as a C um, because I don't I'm not in love with um, Clyde edwards alaire as the first running back off the board. I think there are other guys who are better running backs. Um, Willie Gay wasn't my favorite prospect at linebacker either. Um, My least favorite selection is going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 32. Um, I think that he got a lot of run based on his performance or his visibility in uh, the big games for LSU this year, Um, but I didn't see him as an explosive option. I think that he's I think he's Damian Williams 2.0. I think that, you know, he's the same back that they already have. And um, my favorite pick for them was uh, Lucas Niang being there at 96 for them. I thought it was a really nice selection.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of holes. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. Um, and remarkably, they're able to keep the starting 22 together, which does not happen very
0: often. Well, I hate that they didn't address corner <laughs> early in this draft. That, um, that's why, that's why I, I don't grade them high here. Uh, let's see here. So, I mean, we
1: had them drafting Edwards Hilaire just in the second round. So, we, you know, you can see the fit right away. Um, you, you mentioned he is Damian Williams 2.0, and, and that's it. He brings to their offense what they're looking for. So if you're able to put him in there and pair him with Damian Williams, and no matter which one you have on there, you're good. I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that consistency. They can run the ball. They can catch the ball. They can do whatever they need to do and it doesn't matter which one of them's in there. And that and I think that's why – I mean, Clyde Edwards-Houer is getting huge pub from uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid said, Brian Westbrook's the best player I've ever had, and Clyde Edwards-Houer is just like him. So, you know, we'll see, obviously, how that translates to today's NFL. But he's very, he's very highly regarded. I didn't have him as my number one running back either, but I think that – We both saw the fit here already. we did. It's a a good fit, Um, so they were just worried he wasn't going to make it to the end of the second round. Yeah.
0: Um, On to Oakland. Uh, Yeah, on to Las Vegas.
1: The Raiders.
0: That beautiful new stadium that they're building out there.
1: Ridiculously beautiful. It's so
0: awesome. I I was there before they got the exterior completely uh, finished last May, and uh, it it looked awesome then. And now that the exterior is finished, that's going to be a sweet stadium. And that – that city is going to support that team, and I, I, I mean, they look at the way they get behind the Golden Knights. Yeah. I think, I think that that city is is dying for professional sports like that. And I think, you know, I, I'm excited to see them in Las Vegas. It's going to be fun. Um, first pick Henry Ruggs at 12, um, Damon Arnett at 19, Lynn Bowden, Bowden. I don't, I don't know if he says Bowden, Bowden or Bowden. I think it's Bowden. Yeah. Like Lynn Bowden, Bobby. yeah, like Bobby. Yeah, Lynn Bowden at uh, 80. Brian Edwards at 81, uh, Tanner Mews at 100, John Simpson at 109, and Amik Robertson at 139. So they didn't have any picks after the fourth round. Um, you know, they jumped right in and, and took Henry Ruggs when all the receivers were on the board. And that tells you what Mayock and Gruden were looking for. And that is speed. Speed is what you need. Or did Mark Davis jump in and say, we're taking Henry Ruggs. We're going old school Al Davis style, and we're getting the fastest receiver available. I don't know. I mean.
1: He does pair well with uh, Terrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. If you have Renfro running those slot routes and Terrell Williams kind of the big physical, you put rugs on the other side, it it is a good matchup. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you think Mark Davis is frustrated that he can't get his haircut right now?
1: Why? It's like the worst haircut in the world. To you. To everyone.
0: All right. Uh, Damon Arnett at 19 was a nice selection that everyone is overlooking. Loved him. Everyone's talking about his four, five, six, forty. You know, the guy can cover. The guy is really good. Stop, stop with the, I, I saw so many people posting stuff about this on social media, about Arnett being a terrible pick, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't know that. You you were watching Jeff Okuda.
1: He was twentieth on, or he was nineteenth on my big board this year. And he
0: went nineteenth. Yeah, you, you you nailed it on the number. Uh, Lynn Bowden at uh, eighty. I think they were saying Bowden. I I'm I'm gonna struggle with that one still. Um, He's kind of a positionless player too. A little wide receiver, a little running back
1: to him. Yeah. So he should be fun. Obviously, uh, you know, just talented player.
0: Yeah. Um, my least favorite selection out of this group was Tanner Muse. I think this is part of their infatuation with Clemson players. Um, I I don't think that Tanner Muse fits well, particularly this early in the draft. I, I don't know if he's got the athleticism to, to play safety at the next level. You know, maybe he's going to be a headhunter. Maybe he's going to be a big-hitting, you know. Um, the, what's the kid's name that plays from Minnesota, that Harrison uh, – Oh, Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, yeah. Out of Notre Dame, yeah. Out of Notre Dame, yeah. Um, you know, maybe he's going to be that type of player, but I don't see it. So, Tanner Muses is going to play safety. He's playing linebacker. He's going to move down a linebacker. Yep,
1: they have him on their. Uh, they have them on their official roster on the website as a linebacker. They're going to have him do the same thing that Chin and the same thing that um, Duggar are doing.
0: He's, he's going to, yeah, he's going to need to bulk up a little bit. He's going to be the nickel linebacker. Yeah. Um, my favorite pick here. A lot of people weren't that high on this guy, but, um, you know, I, I really like Brian Edwards and his ability from South Carolina. I was just watching the South Carolina-Alabama game replay uh, yesterday, and uh, Brian Edwards is all over the field making plays against good players. Um, I, I like I like Brian Edwards more than I thought I did when I did my initial evaluation, and I think he's going to get some time on the field with this group.
1: Yeah, I think the third round was, was – uh a better selection. I think when we were talking about him, we are talking about making it in our top 64. You know, is he that good? No, probably not. But in the third round, he has enough upside where you can see him going and competing. I mean, this this wide receiver group is all of a sudden really deep. Ruggs, Terrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones, Marcel Aitman, um, Nelson Aguilar, Brian Edwards. I mean, Keelan Doss even is, is still on this team. So you yeah. have a lot of wide receivers. And then how does Lynn Bowden, Bowden, whatever, uh, factor into that room. I mean, there's a lot going on.
0: It really pisses me off that that name seems so simple, and we're we're struggling with that one when we read off so many of these others. I got to look at Aloha Gilman in the next round, and I got that one down pat. More Irish love. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers here. Uh, They selected Justin Herbert at number six, Kenneth Murray at number 23, Joshua Kelly, they no picks in the second or third round. And then Joshua Kelly at one twelve, Joe Reed at one fifty one, uh, Alohi Gilman at one eighty six, and KJ Hill at two twenty. Um, offense heavy draft here. Uh, out of their what six selections, four of them were on offense. Uh, I like Kenneth Murray. He was uh, you know probably my favorite inside linebacker in this draft. Um, you know, really nice fit there. I think he'll he'll plug in and make that defense even better than it already is. Um, Justin Herbert's going to be behind Tyrod Taylor, I believe, this season, unless he just flat-out shows everything in, in training camp, but I don't see that happening. Um, I like Joshua Kelly. Fourth round seemed about right for him. Um, Joe Reed, yeah, okay. Aloha Gilman in the sixth round was a nice pick. And... Go ahead, Tom.
1: I was just going to say, I love KJ Hill in the seventh round. I think that's a solid pick
0: for them. It's my favorite pick in this draft out of this group. Yeah, I, I think KJ Hill was an amazing selection at, at two twenty. I think that that kid can play football, and um, you know, I think he's going to slot right in early on, and um, and be part of this offense. So um, he was my favorite selection out of this group. Um, my,
1: how did not draft a corner?
0: Yeah, um, my, my least favorite was Justin Herbert. I think that picking him at six was too early, and I think that, you know, they were they were looking to make sure that they had the quarterback of the future, but I'm telling you, Ty- Tyrod Taylor's going to have a nice season, and there's no way that Herbert wins that job over him. I I really don't see it. I, I think that, uh, and, and Tyrod at, what, 30, 31, um, has a couple of good years left under him and hasn't had a lot of opportunities since he left Buffalo, but, um, you know, he's got a lot of weapons now.
1: So I think this is going to come down to, you know, there's always things at play, right? So you have a head coach, Anthony Lynn, who was on the hot seat at the end of last season. They decided to keep him. That is not an ideal situation to be breaking in a rookie quarterback. So I think you'll see him go with Tyrod because his very job is on online, right? He has to win games. Otherwise, they're going to get somebody else in there. So if you are in Anthony Lynn's spot, you go with the, unproven green rookie or do you go with a guy who's made the playoffs as a starter in the nfl just a few years ago it's a no-brainer you go with the guy that you can bank on to give you consistent play especially when you have the upside of their defense ingram and bolsa running you know running after your quarterback is terrifying it's going to cause turnovers you're going to be in games with this team
0: so don't if, make if, mistakes if tyrod grows the guts to make throws down the field wasn't that always the knock no, on him no, I, he
1: loves the long ball he throws a great long ball it's the the intermediate yeah. the crossers the the main throw in the NFL yeah he just wasn't good at those you know
0: it, nine routes he was always safe though he was he, yes. he, he he really protected the ball well yeah um and it it was interesting to see them him get run out of buffalo um
1: he get run out of buffalo
0: well i mean kind of they weren't he wasn't the quarterback of their future Correct. So, I mean, to me, that's, you know, he got run out of town. They went with somebody that they thought could be the quarterback of the future. P.S., I think that the Bills would have been better with Tyrod last year than with Josh Allen.
1: Uh, Josh Allen won 10 games. Tyrod's never won 10 games.
0: Way better team that last year.
1: Agreed. I don't know that defense a couple years ago was nasty.
0: Yeah. Um, I think they're comparable quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, this group, I'm, I'm going to give them – you know, based on the draft that they had, they only had six selections. And I felt like they missed some needs that they could have filled. Um, so this draft was a C- minus for me with, with uh, Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I think it's better than that. I, I, I really think Herbert is a good selection for them because he's what they need. They need a long-term option at quarterback. They have Tyrod there. That's great for this year. Uh, but what about beyond that? Um, so they take the stab at the quarterback. Uh, then you get Kenneth Murray, who should step in and be your starting middle linebacker. Um, you add to the wide receivers, you add another running back, um, you add to the safety depth. I think that, yes, there were a limited number of picks, but I think they, they made a lot of impacts. Uh, obviously, when we look back at this, it'll be how does Justin Herbert and Kenneth Murray pan out. Yeah. Um, that'll be what they pin their their draft on. So
0: I didn't really like Joe Reed either. I don't think that he's – he wasn't anywhere near. But in the fifth round, if you're going to take a receiver – I guess, you know, take a flyer on somebody like that. So, um, Tom, it's time for you to to go with, what, the AFC North? The AFC North.
1: I'm going to start with the Ravens of Baltimore. Um, First of all, why does everything just seem to go their way in the draft? It's one of these weird things. They stood pat and just kind of hung out in the first two rounds, three rounds, and everybody they could have wanted – just fell to them. Uh, at pick 28 in the first round, they got Patrick Queen, who's going to immediately start for them at linebacker and probably be a three-down starter for them. Uh, then in the second round, they get J.K. Dobbins, who should pair with Mark Ingram to really be that second back they kind of lacked a little bit last year. Um, he is explosive, um, should help that out. He's going to steal carries from Ingram, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, he's the running back of their future, um, but right away, he's just going to... You kind of pair nicely with him. Justin Matabuke in the third round is going to come in. He's going to, he's going to push to start. You know, I wouldn't imagine he starts right away, but he'll develop into a starter. Devin DuVernay in the third round as well, wide receiver out of Texas. Um, he may start in the slot day one. Uh, he's that kind of a wide receiver. They don't really have one on this roster. In the third round as well, Malik Harrison, linebacker of Ohio State. Uh, they have him penciled in right now as starting middle linebacker. Also in the third round, their fourth third-round pick, they have Tyree Phillips, guard of Mississippi State. In the fourth, they went Ben Bredson, guard of Michigan. On uh, the fifth, Broderick Washington, D-tackle out of Texas Tech. Sixth, James Prochet, wide receiver SMU, who has a lot of upside, uh, probably went much later than he should. And Geno Stone, um, safety from Iowa in the seventh. He has some, some question marks, including some drug tests, uh, maybe some athleticism. Um, but a very good player at Iowa for a bunch of years. Um, I gave the Ravens an A minus on this draft. You're able, you, I mean, you drafted Patrick Queen, who's going to start, Malik Harrison, who's going to start, Dobbins, who's going to contribute, Devin Duvernay, who's probably going to start in the slot for them, all right out, right away without having to trade down or up and just kind of stood pat.
0: James Prochet was the best pick in this draft for the Ravens. He was insanely good, insanely good at SMU. And I can't. If you watch his tape, insane how many times he wins one-on-one balls.
1: Yeah, he's he's very good. I mean, there's definitely some questions about some of the talent he went up to, but his upside in the sixth round, especially in this wide receiver core for this group, um, when you look at the wide receivers for the Baltimore Ravens, it's not great. Um, you have the exciting um, Hollywood Brown. But then after that, you know, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed, Chris Moore. I mean, there's nobody there that's really jumping off the page, you're like, Yeah, we're gonna have to get him the ball. So Duvernay gonna be able to step in and be that slot receiver and Prochet will push Boykin for that other spot. And I think that, you know, again, they set themselves up with more depth on the offensive line, which is their bread and butter. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball right at you, they're gonna pound you. So having depth at the offensive line is a very big necessity for them.
0: Favorite, least favorite.
1: Favorite was uh Metabuke. I think um I think he's really, really good. I can't believe he didn't go till seventy one. Yeah. Super surprised. So to get him at that spot is great. And my least favorite was Broderick Washington. Um they have a ton of nose tackles and D tackles, and I really feel like this was just the a, a pick that they could have gone with more. He he's just gonna be a depth position. But he, the picks after him were great, Prochet and Stone, so I had to go with him. Yeah. Uh
0: next up for you, Tom.
1: The Steelers well, the Steelers do not have a first-round pick, so in the second round they went with Chase Claypool, wide receiver of Notre Dame. On the third, they went Alex Highsmith, outside linebacker of Charlotte. Fourth round, they had two picks. They went with Anthony McFarland, running back of Maryland, and Kevin Dotson, guard of Louisiana. Um, sixth round, Antoine Brooks Jr., uh, safety out of Maryland, and Carlos Davis in the seventh round, D-tackle out of Nebraska. There's not a lot to look at here, um, not having picks in the first and fifth round. Uh, Chase Claypool's good. I think he's something that they're missing with a little bit of size at the wide receiver spot. Um, Alex Highsmith's a nice player, might have some upside. Uh, definitely going to have an impact on special teams right away. Um, I gave them a C plus. There's not a lot to get excited about with this draft. You have a lot of later picks. Um, I think Anthony McFarland is a pick that they didn't need to make. Uh, just look at their backfield. They have plenty of running backs. I think it's, you know, a bit of a gluttonous pick yeah, here. You yeah, got
0: James Conner there. James Conner,
1: Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, and now you got Nancy McFarland. Is he that much better than Samuels or Snell? I think Samuels has his kind of niche as the third down back. He's not going to surplant James Conner. So now you're competing to be the third running back on that team. I'm not sure that's a, you know, a, a, how excited can you get behind that pick?
0: Favorite, least favorite.
1: Claypool is the favorite, and then McFarlane's the least favorite, and it's not anything against McFarlane. I think fourth round is about where he should go. It's just the situation. The fit, yeah. yeah, the situation just doesn't seem to be ideal for him. He's going to have to fight just to get touches. Um, but, yeah, I really like the where they put Claypool. Um, Schuster and James Washington are their top wide receivers now. They don't have size there, so I think that gives Claypool a chance to come in and, and kind of be that big, big wide out they don't have.
0: Who you got next, Tom? Huh?
1: The Browns from Cleveland. All right. So they start with Jedrick Wills Jr., O-Tackle of Alabama in the first round. Second, they go Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Third, Jordan Elliott, D-Tackle out of Missouri, and Jacob Phillips, linebacker of LSU. And the fourth, Harrison Bryant, tight end of Florida Atlantic. Fifth, Nick Harris, center out of Washington. And sixth, Donovan People jones wide receiver of Michigan. I gave them an A- for this draft. There is a lot to like about this. Judrick Wills, Jr., a lot of people had him as their number one tackle. Getting him at 10, he should step in and start right away at the second most important position on offense. Delpit, I had him ranked a lot higher than this. He should come in and compete to be a starter right away as well. Jordan Elliott is going to be rotational, can develop into more. A lot of things to like about him at D-tackle. Jordan Phillips. Jacob Phillips, yeah. Yeah, Jacob Phillips. He's a fast closer. You know, he's not going to be one of these guys who's on the field probably on third down, uh, but he should help in the uh, against the run game, which they struggled with last year. Yeah. Harrison Bryant is another good tight end. They have a couple good tight ends, obviously, uh, but Harrison Bryant brings something a little different. And then Nick Harris. I love the pick of Nick Harris. Uh, center out of Washington in the fifth round. A lot, of, a lot of chance for him to come in and be very good. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody that a lot of people had – Second round, third yeah. round grades yeah. on, and he fell all the way to the sixth. Yeah. Um, My favorite is Grant Delpit. I think where they got him at 44 is just a steal. Yeah. And I do not have a least favorite. I actually chose not to pick one because I love every pick of this draft. Yeah. The,
0: the only one that I could see for me would be Jordan Elliott. I think there were some other really good D tackles still on the board around there. Um, you know, But he, there's nothing saying that he can't be very productive and, and, yeah. a, and a nice fit there. So um, they had one of the best drafts out of, out of this entire uh nfl this year I, I i was really impressed with what they did and and that's not something you say a lot about the browns. The, the browns organization but they did a nice job
1: no i think they went safe with their first pick and then just let everything else kind of fall to them and it worked out they went yeah. they went with the easy hey let's take the best tackle on that's on the board right now yeah and then a safety fell to them that they actually needed yeah they got some help in the interior line like everything else yeah. just kind of worked out and they just took best player available
0: tom tell me about cincinnati
1: the Bengals. Have the honor of drafting first or misfortune, however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, taking Joe Burrow, of course. And they course.
0: picked first in every single round. They didn't trade any of those picks away. All of their selections were simply the first pick of each round.
1: They're, I mean, what, do you ex- what else do you expect from this vanilla team and this vanilla city? Yeah, right. Uh, no offense, Cincinnati.
0: Your chili sucks.
1: I disagree with that, but Joe Burrow, quarterback of LSU. Um, Obvious first round pick or first pick of the draft. T Higgins, wide receiver in the second. Logan Wilson, linebacker of out of Wyoming. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker out of Appalachian State in the fourth. Khalid Kareem, DN, edge rusher out of Notre Dame in the fifth. Akeem Adeniji. Adenajai, right? Adeniji. yeah. O Tackle out of Kansas. And then Marcus Bailey, linebacker out of Purdue, um, in the seventh round. Um, I gave them a B. I think they obviously I mean it's hard to mess up the first round pick when there's only one quarterback being talked about there. Yeah. So I think they did well there. Um, I think T Higgins is an odd pick at number two for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know if he was the best wide receiver available then, but three or second reason. I'm not sure that there was a need for wide receiver for Cincinnati at all. AJ green,
0: John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Aren't Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green the same style of receiver as T. Higgins? Yeah. like There's no – like. I mean, unless they're working out a trade that we
1: don't know about for one of these guys, it just seems like overkill to put him – and again, this team has a ton of needs at second to get a wide receiver who probably in a year or two will take over for A.J. Green. I mean, that's their best hope, right? Like once A.J. Green's gone, he'll take over.
0: Do they just think – let's get us all the tallest high pointers that we can find because how do teams defend it? If three, you, you can't have three corners that can defend the high point. Well, so
1: I'll tell you how you defend it. You smoke that terrible offensive line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: the only thing you can do really. Right.
1: Which, which wasn't addressed until the sixth
0: round. Yeah. Um,
1: and then the other weird thing is they took three linebackers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I <laughs> liked like
0: the first two and I like Marcus Bailey too. I don't, nothing against Marcus Bailey. I think that was a nice value selection there, but you already picked two linebackers. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, Logan Wilson was picked way earlier than most people think. Um, favorite, think least of, favorite. Is he your least favorite? Uh, no Marcus Bailey is. And again, nothing against Marcus Bailey in particular, seventh rounds where you should go, but two major knee injuries and he's the third linebacker you drafted in this draft. Yeah. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Crazy. All right. Uh, who was your favorite?
1: Joe Joe Burrow, I mean. Yeah,
0: all right. Joe Burrow, the Tiger King.
1: The official Tiger King.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm going to move to uh, the AFC South for our final division recap. Um, we know we've been going long tonight, so I'm not going to waste a ton of time on it. I'm going to go through them and, and give you the recap, and, and on we go. Not to mention, I don't know if we got any AFC South fans listening to us right now. Are there any AFC South fans? If you're, the you're an AFC South fan... And you're out there listening to us. Yeah, tweet at send, us. Literally. Yeah, tweet us. Send us a middle finger or something for talking bad about the AFC South. It'll be fun. Um, let's start with the Houston Texans. Oh, um,
1: the Bill O'Brien show. Always Bill O'Brien, fun.
0: yeah. This is always fun. How do I get all the weirdo drafts? Like I, <laughs> yeah. So,
1: you kind of uh, did, actually.
0: Yeah. So uh, we'll, <laughs> start, we'll start with Ross Blacklock at 40. John, Woo! Jonathan Greenard at 90. Charlie Heck at 126. John Reed at 141, and Isaiah Coulter at 171. Um, so they didn't have any picks in the sixth round or seventh round. No pick in the first round. Hmm. They I,
1: traded that to Miami.
0: Yeah, Austin Jackson is who, who we ended up with. I'm, I just I'm,
1: want everyone to know they traded DeAndre Hopkins for Ross Blacklock. You can, yeah. you can punch Bill O'Brien in the face when you see him. Yeah,
0: that's interesting, right? I love Ross Blacklock. I like him too, but... Give me DeAndre Hopkins. Give me DeAndre
1: now. Hopkins all day.
0: I also like Jonathan Greenard at, at pick ninety. Um, so you know, five selections in this draft. Um, my favorite is Jonathan Greenard. I think that he's a he's a really good player at ninety. Um, I struggled between him and Blacklock because I think Blacklock was better than the fortieth pick. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Greenard at ninety, I think, was really good value in the third round. Um, this guy's gonna he's gonna create some plays off the edge for them. So let's, um,
1: let's take a minute to talk about the Texans before we get too far on. Sure. They did not affect their next couple of years, I don't know, with this draft. They got Blacklock's a solid player, and I think Greenard could develop into a solid player. But they did nothing to help the rest of the team um, for the next year. Uh, this is a team that was made the, made the one-a-playoff game this year. Yeah. Won a playoff game, and they've only gotten worse since we've last seen them. Unless you think David Johnson's a huge upside over Duke Johnson,
0: yeah, and, and no, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I, I don't see that as being added value in any way, shape, or form. And so you
1: think Kenny Stills is better? Yeah, games. and better than Dion. No, from.
0: and listen, is Charlie Heck going to be an immediate starter? I mean, uh, I don't know, but they have him listed as his
1: the third left guard right now.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> John Reed wasn't even on my on my radar as a corner in the fourth round.
1: Their, their guards are Zach Fulton, who they just signed from Kansas City, and a second-round pick, Max Sharping, from last year. I mean, where's where's Charlie Heck helping? There? Yeah.
0: My least favorite pick was John Reed because he wasn't even on my radar to be selected in the in the top four rounds for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my favorite was Jonathan Greenard. So, you know, on we go. Let's Gross. Let, let me move on to something that that feels a little bit better. Um, <laughs> how about Indianapolis here? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, this is a draft that I think I liked a little bit more. My my grade on Houston's draft uh, D <laughs> <laughs> So, here we go. In uh, in Indianapolis, uh, round two, pick thirty four, Michael Pittman. Um, pick forty one, Jonathan Taylor. Pick eighty five, Julian Blackman. Pick 122, Jacob Eason. Pick 149, Danny Pinter, guard from Ball State. Uh, pick 193, Rob Windsor, D-Tackle from Penn State. Pick 211, Isaiah Rogers, DB from UMass. And I think there were a couple of UMass players selected, um, You know, which is surprising because they've not been good. Um, pick 212, Desmond Patton from Washington State. And pick 213, Jordan Glasgow, um, linebacker from Michigan. So, talking about this draft a little bit, I think they added a lot of diversity to their offense here. Um, I like Michael Pittman as a fit with T.Y. Hilton and uh, the rest of that receiving core. Um, I think that they addressed running back too early by going with Jonathan Taylor because I like Marlon Mack. Um, But, you know, Jonathan Taylor could be, you know, every down ball carrier here for them, so... I think that where he was selected at 41 was a nice, you know, slotted him in right about where you expected. Um, Julian Blackman was my favorite pick for them because I think he's a really good safety, going to fit nicely for them. I think Jacob Eason is their quarterback of the future right now in their eyes um, behind Phillip Rivers, and he's a strong-arm guy. Similar to Rivers in in,
1: uh, ability.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was a good pick there. Um, My least favorite pick, uh, you know, I love their – you know. (laughs) It's funny. You, you draft a guy out of UMass named Isaiah Rogers, and it's just like how how good can he be playing on, on a team that was terrible defensively, and he was playing in the secondary there. So I, I really don't like that selection. Um, they, You know, that was one of their four sixth-round selections. Um, yeah, it is so what it is. Yeah, you know. Um, I did really like Desmond Patton uh, that late in the draft. Patton.
1: I will tell you right now, the Colts may be the, my favorite team to win the AFC. Yeah. Uh, you put Pittman in across from T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Awesome. You now have Jack Doyle and Trey Burton at tight end. you got Phillip Rivers. you got Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. By the way, Jonathan Taylor running behind this offensive line may be illegal I know. in many I know. states. We have, I to, know. we have to see if, if, if it is allowed to happen yeah. everywhere they play.
0: You get behind Quentin Nelson. They 18. added
1: DeForest Buckner and Xavier Rhodes to an already really good defense. Yeah. Get out of here with this. This team yeah. is... On the verge of something great this
0: year. Yeah, um, I gave this draft a B plus. I, I liked what they did here. Um, I thought that you know maybe they could have addressed uh, addressed corner a little earlier um, instead of going with the kid from UMass that late. That 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 was it really. That 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 was my yeah. one real critique of what they did. Um, so you know, let's go on to. Uh, Jacksonville. How do you feel about Jacksonville? The weird thing
1: is, if you go by alphabetically by abbreviation, Houston, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville are all in a row. It's really yeah. strange. Go ahead.
0: Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, we got the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Doug Marone. They started with C.J. Henderson at 9, Caleb Chasson at 20, LaVisca Shenault at 42, Devon Hamilton at 73, Ben Barch at 116, Josiah Scott at 137, Shaq Quarterman at 140, Daniel Thomas from Auburn at 157, Colin Johnson from Texas at 165, Jake Luton from Oregon State at 189, Tyler Davis, tight end from Georgia Tech at 206, and Chris Claybrooks, cornerback from Memphis at 223, and uh, Jacksonville Jaguars earned my best draft class award.
1: So I have a lot of hate in my heart for Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, what a great draft they put together for this team. Um it's so it's, good. It's it, so good. If they can talk Yannick into you know, like putting down his guns and staying and playing this team again, you know, we'll see what, what Gardner can do at quarterback, but there's not a lot of holes on this football team. The
0: rest of that team is so good if the quarterback can if they get good quarterback play. Yeah. Um Can you, you know,
1: imagine? I mean Josh Allen Yannick and Clavon Chason rushing your passer on third down?
0: And Get the, out of here. And then you put Devon Hamilton in at the nose and, and let them try to stop that.
1: Their, line, their starting three linebackers right now are listed as Clavon Chason at the strong side, Joe Schubert, who they just got from Cleveland at middle, yeah. and Miles Jack at the weak side linebacker. That's yeah.
0: nasty. That defense is loaded up. C.J. Yeah. Henderson plugging in now at corner. You know, with the, DJ Hayden, who they I, just got from Detroit, I had a really hard time picking a favorite out of this group. Yeah, there were so many that I really liked. Devon here. Hamilton,
1: we had him ranked really high to get him in the third. Yeah. Nasty. Uh, Shaquille Quarterman's a solid um, backup linebacker going to fill in right now and yeah. kind of make some plays. Unbelievable. Yeah,
0: and you know, I, I love Jake Luton going in as a uh, you know a potential competing for the backup role yeah um you know i really think that he's got some high <clears throat> some high-end ability um my favorite pick in this draft i'm gonna go with chase on at 20 i wasn't sure that he would get to 20 and yeah. i think he has as much upside as anyone that's in this draft so i think chase on was my favorite selection for them
1: and some of their whiteouts outs now dj shark chris Connolly, dd westbrook and lavisca chenault
0: i like it jeez i like it uh my least favorite selection for them, um, yeah, you know, I it, it's hard. You know, you got to go down a ways before I don't like one. Um, Which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally go through the entire fifth round, and I like everything. I think that maybe maybe Daniel Thomas was a little early. Maybe. You know, Daniel Thomas had some moments that weren't that impressive at Auburn. Um, you know, I saw a lot of him. Um, but, you know, I, I don't dislike the guy as a player at all. So, um it it was hard for me to pick one that i didn't like that that's nothing against daniel thomas at all by the way that is just like i had to pick somebody out of that group that i didn't really like in that spot so
1: i did rewrite the rules i didn't pick a pick one yeah so
0: So, uh on to the tennessee titans and our final team out of the 32 here um at 29 they select isaiah wilson at At uh, 61, they pick Christian Fulton. At 93, they take Darrington Evans from Appalachian State, running back. At 174, Laurel Murchison, uh, D-tackle from North Carolina State. At 224, Cole McDonald from Hawaii, quarterback. At 243, Chris Jackson, DB from Marshall. So they had six selections. Um, No picks in the fourth round, no pick in the sixth round. Um, To me, I was not in love with this draft. It was meh not in love with this draft. Oh, yeah, so Jacksonville's A-plus, by the way, if I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I'm not sure if I said it. Um, Isaiah Wilson at 29 was a reach for me. It was early uh, for him. I think that he's got high upside, but I'm not sure that he should have gone that early. Uh, Christian Fulton at 61 was their best pick. I'll, I'll go ahead and put that out there. That was my favorite selection yeah. for them. Um, everything else, Darrington Evans, I think, it was even early, and I liked Darrington Evans. I, I talked to Tom about Darrington Evans before the draft and how I really – thought that he was a talented kid that's probably going to fill deon lewis's role right away that's what he's going to do there
1: yeah and i think that's why they kind of probably picked him up earlier than maybe some people had him on their board because yeah. he fits a specific role that they now have a hole at yeah i think the the safeties of a door or the corners of a dory jackson malcolm butler and christian fulton that's three yeah. pretty solid safety op- or corner options. i keep saying safety um the Adory jackson kenny vaccaro uh, Kevin Bayard, Malcolm Butler, and then Christian Fulton maybe playing the slot corner. That's a nasty secondary. Yeah, it is. It is. Nasty. Um,
0: so, favorite selection, Christian Fulton. Least favorite selection, Isaiah Wilson. I think that there were too many other good tackles still on the board for him yeah. to go there in that spot. I think, you
1: know, he does bring in some competition for Dennis Kelly at right tackle, which with Conklin gone, is there. They run the ball yeah. so much and they. And they were throw the ball deep, right? Those are their two things. Either way, you need a good right tackle for those two options. Yeah. So it, it's going to be an important uh, to watch how that happens. But to me, I
0: mean, Lucas Neang gave up zero sacks in his college career. Josh Jones was still on the board. Hey. Ezra Cleveland was still there. And they took Isaiah Wilson at 29. Yeah. That's why he's my least favorite pick.
1: Yeah, I did not have Isaiah Wilson graded high either.
0: So Yeah. All right, so that's it. That That's the end of it there, Tom. So um, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I think it went well. I think we got a lot of... Uh, you know, good insight on how the picks fit. You know, we talk about the players earlier and how, what they bring. And now we're able to talk about how they're going to fit into the team they were brought to. Yeah. So I think that's important as we get closer to, uh, you know, mini camps and stuff. Um, I'm excited next week. It sounds like we'll have some UFC matches to speak about. Oh yeah.
0: May 9th is our first UFC event back. I'm excited about that.
1: So we'll have some of that to talk about next week. Live sporting events are coming back slowly, but surely, um, Golf is talking. NBA and NHL are trying to figure out their method. And uh, so stay NASCAR returns
0: in mid-May. Yeah, we don't talk about NASCAR. Yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. It's been a great time. Um, Keep in touch with us on social media. And, um, guys, thanks for all your support with the the live mock draft. That was awesome. Uh, You know, we had you know, several, several hundred more views than what we were expecting. So it was, uh, it was really fun to have all that interaction and having you guys there. So, um, we're going to keep trying to put together great content for you guys. And the one other thing I would say is, uh, as we're coming up
1: in the next few weeks, we still have some downtime. We're looking to put together some, some content for you. Maybe some top 10 lists. uh, Um, if you have one, you want us to do tweet us, uh, tabby 11 and
0: at K grade, junior 99. Right.
1: Yeah. Send it to us. We'll we'll take a look at some of them. We want some. Uh, we want something that you want to hear. So if you have one you want us to go over, let us know. Add
0: Hammered underscore Sports on Twitter. Yep. Um, hammered Sports Pod on Pod dot com, and Hammered Sports Podcast on Instagram, Hammered Sports Podcast on Facebook. So hit us up, guys. You know we're uh, we're always out here waiting for uh, interaction from you guys. So um, until next time, see you guys later. See ya.